welcome to Soulmates Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Rachel. And today we are going to take a journey into a land called Westeros. I love how we're both the type of people to try to sing both parts at once. I know. Those are the lyrics, if you guys didn't know. It's just fucking Game of Thrones. Yep, just fucking Game of Thrones. Uh, oh my god. Amazing. So, the new season has kicked off. What season is this? Season 7. 7-7. Seven, seven. It's this, and it's only 8 episodes long, I think. What? It's the eight, whole season is 8 yeah. episodes? It's either seven or eight episodes. The fuck? And then next season, uh, it's gonna be, like, that length, too, and then that's it. Then it's done forever. They had a lot of shit to do in 16 episodes, supposedly. I think the episodes are gonna be a little longer than they normally are. That's good. But a lot of storylines have gotta converge or end. Yeah. I bet most of y'all know about Game of Thrones. It's based off a book series called A Song of Ice and Fire by George R.R. Martin. And George is heavily involved in the show. And the show has actually surpassed his books. There's only five fucking books out. It's still ongoing. It's been going on since the fucking 90s. I thought you were going to say George R.R. Martin is really fucking old and he needs to get his shit together and write the final books. That? (laughs) Maybe so. He's a guy that looks like Santa. He's always saying, I'm going to finish the series. There's going to be seven books. But it's like... It started in the 90s. <laughs> you know? His beard is full of secrets. <laughs> That's why it's so big. <laughs> oh, gosh. Before we discuss the first episode of the season, that's all we're going to discuss. Um, so that's o- the only spoiler portion of it. We are going to talk about past seasons, so if you haven't caught up, sorry. But what the fuck were you waiting for? <laughs> we're we're probably going to be titling this something like Game of Thrones Season 7, Episode 1. So if you haven't watched it, you're just, you're setting yourself up for failure by listening to this, I guess. Just a warning. When did you first learn about the show Game of Thrones? Because I heard about it through my friend Jennifer and my friend Aaron, and they said it was a... 10 hour long porno that oh was about God. that was about the first season and i was like you sold me i will watch this show i'm pretty sure you're the one who i think you passed it off on to me okay you were like let's watch this show and i was like okay let's do it <laughs> and pretty quickly it's like heroin in the veins you're like i want more yep it sucks you in although i remember actually Watching the first couple episodes and being like, are you sure this gets better? Because I was so fucking confused. Yeah. Like, it was a lot of storylines for me to keep track of. And I'm like, wait, who is this? Wait, who is this? Wait, who is this again? I think originally it was marketed more towards people who had read the books. But as time went on, it veered away from that a little Mm -hmm. bit. Have you read any of the books? I have not read any of the books. I I have them, but I have not read them. I read all the books. I'm one of those. (laughs) She is one of those. So, but, okay, but this is a good thing. Now you get both perspectives. Yeah. As the seasons go on, they start to merge storylines and characters. The books have a lot of detail and a lot more characters, and I can understand why that doesn't translate well to film, 
not everyone is gonna want every single detail. I would watch that in a heartbeat. Like, if it was three hour long episodes, like movies every time. Yeah. I would do that because I really like Game of Thrones. But I can understand how that would be very expensive and also people would get confused. I, I feel like viewership would go down if they covered every single thing. I do remember listening to like snippets of the audiobooks with you driving back to and from Atlanta mm-hmm. once, um, but that's all the exposure that I really got. The first book and the first season align pretty closely, and then season two and book two, that's when they branch. Okay. I would say the show has stuck pretty faithfully to the book's general core plot. Stuff that is not that important has been changed, but it's a pretty faithful adaptation. I mean, we both read the the Sookie Stackhouse books yes. and then watched True Blood, and we love True Blood. Yeah. But it is not the same. It is definitely not the same. Lots of things were omitted, and lots of characters are different. And I mean, what was the second to last season? That was completely different. Like, like, nothing we had ever seen before. Everything was totally different. Lafayette was supposed to die in season two. Yep. There was that that uh, were-tiger, the bald guy who never showed up. Yep. So, yeah. Two totally different entities. But Game of Thrones is pretty closely related to its books. Yep. Which some people like and some people don't like. I would say that people who are, like, hardcore book fans don't like that it's not exactly like it. Yeah, but I feel like you get that with most things, though. Like, yeah. when when the Harry Potter movies were coming out, you know, all of the Harry Potter book nerds were like, it's missing this, this, and this. They didn't do it justice. Looking at you, fucking movie four. Oh my God. I hated that shit. It was terrible. Anyways, still mad about it. Also, the movie adaptation of the book Aragon, fucking terrible. Hated every fucking second of that. But honestly... From what you're telling me, it doesn't seem like that much is being lost integrity-wise of the book. No. They're not, like, doing it disjustice. No. Um, one thing I am sad about is that there is a lot more sexuality in the books that doesn't always translate in the show. Like, the show has a lot of sex, but the sensuality and the sexuality of its characters isn't expressed because you can't really tell what they're thinking. Yeah. Also... Characters like Daenerys and Cersei have queer experiences in the books, but that's not on the show. Oh, damn. Now I'm mad. Yeah, they both have sex with women in the books. Fucked me up. (laughs) I didn't know that. That's awesome. The show really showcased Oberyn as a great bisexual character, but it didn't allow Daenerys or Cersei to have that. In the books... It's kind. They're kind of like isolated incidents, but I would still have liked to see that bit in the show. That I mean, that just would have been another facet of their multifaceted characters, right? And one of the reasons why they didn't do that with Cersei in the show is because her, I guess, for lack of a better term, lover, Lady Merryweather, is just not a character in the show. She's in two. She's in the last book, I think, book five. And she's from Mir. She's, like, a black woman, too. Yeah. And, um, her, she's, like, Cersei's BFF. And event, uh, yeah, I know. The fuck? <laughs> I'm so disappointed now. Yeah, but I understand why they didn't want to add another character. Because, I mean, she plays her part, but she's not super influential. Okay. She's kind of like a 
foil-ish to Cersei in the book, but, I mean, she obviously goes along with Cersei. I don't know. It, it's like, they're they're kind of like the yin and yang sort of bit. It gives Cersei another facet of her personality to showcase. Yeah. I don't know. It just wasn't in the show, and I understand why, because people are already like, there's too many characters. And they're, okay, just <laughs> backing up here, there are. In the books, like... When I was listening to that audiobook snippet with you, I was like, who the fuck is this? Who the fuck is this? Who Who is this? Who is this? Like, now I'm used to the amount of characters that are actually on the show, but, I mean, in the books, it seems like they just keep adding and adding. Okay. They just keep coming and coming and coming. Yeah, they're also, in the books, to its credit, a lot of them are dying and dying and dying. But, okay, so, like, people like Lady Merriweather, but are they integral to the plot do they heavily influence the plot here's where here's an example so you know in the show how sansa is like forced to be married to ramsey bolton yeah in the book it's actually sansa's friend jane Poole, who was with her who was like her handmaid like with her when she was with joffrey in king's landing okay so jane Poole and they lie about it and they're like this is Arya stark you're gonna be marrying Arya Stark, and it's, like, obviously not Arya fucking Stark, but no one says anything. Yeah. I mean, everyone knows it's not Arya, but they're like, yeah, that's Arya Stark. And he, you know, rapes Jane Poole, and, I mean, it's upsetting and sad, yeah. And eventually she goes to the wall, too. Uh-huh. So in the book, Sansa is not with John. Uh-huh. I understand in the show why they did that, so they could converge storylines. Because mm-hmm. in the books, she's still with Peter Baelish. I just, I feel like, why did they do that to Sansa? <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, it, it almost makes more of a impact. I know. For it to have been Sansa. One of my big criticisms of the show is that it punishes its female characters with rape to make them more interesting or sympathetic, yeah. and I don't think that's right, because women get raped every day, and it's not nice. <laughs> yep, it is not fun. No, and I mean, can't there just, can, can you stop punishing your female characters? Can't Brienne and Sansa and Arya and Daenerys just be happy? Yeah, I especially want Brienne to be happy. I know, she's like my she's favorite they. character. She, I love her, I love Gwendolyn Christie. I love her in the show with Tormund. Yes. And uh, in the book, Brienne, I ship her hardcore with Jamie. Yeah. Hardcore. In the books, they're together in the Riverlands. In the show, they're not. And I was just like, I can't believe that they tanked my ship. Oh my god. But, uh, Torment, uh, and her. So cute. It's who's, adorable. Who's your favorite ship on the show? I don't know if I have one, actually. I don't really ship that many romantic characters together. Who's your favorite friendship? My favorite friendship has to be, uh, Daenerys and her handmaiden. I forgot her name. Miss Sandy? Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Yeah. Have you noticed that Grey Worm looks like Obama a little bit? Just a little bit, yeah. I I, I ship uh, Miss Andy and Grey Worm, too. He don't have no dick. I know he don't have no dick, but I still ship it hardcore. <laughs> they can still love each other. It's still possible. Yeah, love will find a way. Love will find a way. So our friend Devin, who's oh, yeah. been on here and we talk about her, she cosplayed Danny. It was great. Way, um, way back when, like, I know, way back five when. years ago. She did it, um, she posted a video, actually, recently of her in that cosplay. Yeah. So, uh, check it out. One, one memory from a convention 
that I have of us that I can... Oh my god, <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. That what I, convention was that? It was Holiday know. Matsuri. Was it? It was. Okay. So it was Holiday Matsuri, I mean, how many years ago? Like like five years ago. Like maybe five, maybe more. It, it was a while ago. Rachel and I had just finished uh, watching the first season of Game of Thrones. Yep. Second season had not come out yet. Nope. It hadn't really, I, I guess, bursted through into the mainstream Definitely yet. Definitely not, no. I would say that, like, around season two is when people started really getting into it. Yeah. Especially after people heard that Ned Stark had died in the first season, and mm-hmm. they're like, the main character died? What? Yeah. So, this is kind of before it hit the stratosphere and permeated all aspects of popular culture. We were waiting in a line somewhere, and we just see off some cosplayer... And it's a dude, and he's dressed as Jon Snow. And this is the first time I think we've ever fangirled in person. Because we literally screamed. We were like, Jon Snow! And then we looked at each other, held hands, and screamed, Winter is coming! (laughs) And that guy looked at us like we were insane, and immediately left. He was like, goodbye! We didn't ask for his photo, we just screamed at him. Yeah, we just yelled in his face, basically. (laughs) I can't believe we did that. We were so excited. We We were. We had just finished watching it, though. We we were, as the young kids say, shooken by it, like, gripped each other, and it, I, I remember you being like, is that Jon Snow? And I was like, it's Jon Snow. We were like, Jon Snow! Sorry, whoever you are. You probably don't listen to our podcast, but we apologize. We were young and excited. That's, like, the only time I've ever had, like, a fangirl meltdown. We we were young, excited. You were, like, a seven on the attractiveness scale. Yeah. We were, we couldn't help ourselves. No, we couldn't. That guy must have been so hot. He was wearing, like, a fur cloak yeah. indoors in Florida. He, he was wearing, like, full-on Night's Watch. It was, it was pretty good. From, from what I remember, of course, memory's not perfect, but from what I remember, he looked like a perfect Jon Snow, and that's why we, we fangirled so hard. Yeah. Kit Harrington. What if it was Kit Harrington? It was not Kit Harrington. <sighs> if it was Kit Harrington, things would have happened. <laughs> we would have arrest records? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was a time. <laughs> Yeah, that was I for I totally forgot about that till this moment. Also, just shout out to Devin for being so dedicated to her Daenerys Targaryen costume that she literally destroyed her hair, bleaching and toning it to get it that color. That's not a wig. The white hair was actually her hair. And that's dedication. It was dedication. Okay, so let's discuss the first episode. I feel like this episode is the first one that we had watched not together, because I'm pretty sure we watched every season together. Yeah, I, I would I would say so. Sorry. I, I'm in summer camp hell right now, and um, I had to be up really early Monday morning, so I couldn't stay in Gainesville and then drive home, so I watched it with my parents. Fun. <laughs> fun. So fun. Yeah, I had a, a small potluck at my apartment and we watched it and 
that opening scene. Holy shit, that was a kicker. Yes, I was like, yes, bitch. Oh my god. Although internally, because I was with my parents, remember? (laughs) (laughs) I was, yes, bitching internally only. (laughs) Arya Stark basically kills off House Frey in one fellow swoop by giving them poison ale. And then takes off her her mask because she's pretending to be the head. uh, What's his name? He's from Harry Potter, too. Like Yeah, uh, Filch. Yeah. Walder Frey, that's his name. She, like, rips off his flesh mask and she's like, tell them what happened here. Yeah, she ripped off her face mask and I was like, bet you thought the last- bet you- <laughs> she thought you saw the last of me! <laughs> oh. Surprise, bitch! Yeah, because when when it was showing, I was like, didn't she kill him? And then I was like, oh, wait a second. She can be people now. Yes, she can be people now, yes. She can disguise herself She now. can wear people's face skin. She's yes. a skinwalker now, of course. Yes. So, that was so fucking epic. That's probably the most epic opening sequence in Game of Thrones. Yeah, that was badass. I mean, mass- 10 out of 10. Mass murder! On an epic scale. Yes. And then she, like, walked out. Basically, the music was like, I'm a boss-ass bitch, bitch, bitch. (laughs) Yeah, and then she runs into Ed Sheeran. Oh, my God. They're singing the the Golden Hands song. Now, I don't remember if it's been in the show before, but in the books, this fucking little ditty gets a lot of mention. This and the Bear and the Maiden Fair. Yeah. Um, the Bear and the Maiden Fair is a folk song that you heard when Brienne tried to fight the bear in a couple seasons back. Oh, okay. But this, like, hands of gold, they're like, hands of gold are always cold, but a woman's hands are warm. They're talking about Jamie Lannister's fucking golden-ass hand. Amazing. Yeah. They're basically saying, like, money is nice, but not as nice as a woman's touch. But uh, that's on the surface. But of course, you know, if you There's look, double and triple meaning. <laughs> there is! It's Game of Thrones! <laughs> There's just so many layers and layers and layers. If you read between the lines of that song, it's kind of alluding to the fact that Jamie's gonna kill Cersei. Uh, shit? It kind of intertwines with the prophecy that's always in Cersei's storyline that a younger, more beautiful queen is going to come and replace her and that she'll be murdered by her younger brother. And technically, Jamie is her younger brother because she was the firstborn twin. True. She- My guess for the end of this season is that he's going to strangle her to death with his gold hand. Bitch. <laughs> that would be amazing. And I'm rooting for that ending as well. Although, there's always that piece of me that feels bad for Cersei, too. I mean, like, she killed everyone in that sept. I was yes-bitching. Like, yeah. I hope she does something like that, like, goes out epically and then dies. Yeah. Like, she fucking mic-dropped on that entire city. You know, a lot of people were complaining about Ed Sheeran being in there. They were like, why is he in here? My immersion is, like, totally ruined. But I feel like, one, had, like, two lines... And two, who the fuck cares? I don't know. I don't, I honestly feel like it cheapened it a little bit. Really? Yeah. Like, I don't know. If they were going to have him be in there, I would rather have him have been singing during that part, but then not talking at all. And not having Arya sit right next to him. Okay, but- So he could be in those shots, too. 
but at least he wasn't like holding like a lute or a guitar you know what i mean <laughs> yeah he was just kind of sitting there he only said like two things at least you know sitting there with his ed sheeran face I don't know. And his Ed Sheeran body and his Ed Sheeran everything. I thought, I really thought he was going to be like an extra on the wall and at the Night's Watch. Yeah, okay, so like, I'm okay with that. I just wish he didn't speak at all. I just wish he was truly a background character. Eh. You know? I don't don't know. know. That was my wish. I feel like Game of Thrones didn't need him, but Ed Sheeran is a big fan, so they were like, okay. I feel like they didn't need him for press, you know? No, but I mean, he could have done lots of things. He could have, he could have been the one who actually sang the song, but wasn't in the scene. I I mean, you know, I don't know. Whatever. I feel like- It's done. What's done is done. But if I start seeing some random ass bitches having speaking parts in Game of Thrones, I'm done. I'm done. (laughs) I'll still watch it, but I'm done. (laughs) I'm done. I won't subscribe to HBO even though I don't. I won't. (laughs) Okay. Um, what other stuff was in that episode? Uh, Daenerys, at the end of the episode, of course, they never give her enough screen time. I know. Finally lands on Dragonstone, her, Tyrion, Sandy, Olama, they're all there. (laughs) And she's like, let's get started, or whatever the fuck she says at the end, and I was just like, goosebumps. I feel like they spend so much of their time standing in, in like, a triangle formation, looking up epically. Yeah. And, like, not talking to each other, and just staring squinty-eyed at the horizon. I am I am ready for some intense uh, debate and s- strategery with Daenerys and Tyrion. I'm ready. Jamie also was like, ooh, Tyrion's back? Like, fuck. But also, hey. <laughs> hey! <laughs> I let you go free. Yeah. I think him and Tyrion are probably gonna coordinate to kill Cersei. Yeah. <sighs> that would be awesome. Yeah. Jon Snow fighting with Sansa, and you the fucking patriarchy at work. Him undermining her when she had a better idea. Although I still side with him, though. Also, why the fuck is Littlefinger still alive? Can we kill him, please? Oh my god. I hate him so much. But in the preview for the next episode, he was, like, choking. Here's another one of my predictions. Sansa says that she knows what he wants. She's gonna seduce him and then have Brienne murder him. Or she'll do it herself. That would be amazing. But my fear is that Littlefinger is going to play up the discrepancy and fight situation between Sansa and Jon and create a big, giant fucking mess. Yeah. Well, the Northerners, I mean, the whole continent of Westeros, obviously, is patriarchal, except, I guess, Dorne a little bit less. But the Northerners especially are like, man, we're barbarian men. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're not going to be led by a woman, even though Sansa is the rightful leader of Winterfell and of the the northern people. Yeah. She is the eldest Stark there. The eldest. Is she older? Yes. I mean, Jon Snow is not a Stark. Uh, Yeah, I guess. She's the eldest Stark child. She's older than Arya and Bran, who are the only other two left. Also, when the fuck is Bran gonna get to Jon? Like, I'm just, I'm like, come on, come the fuck on. He needs to tell him important information. It's it's making me anxious. Eventually, he gets a wheelchair this season, so hopefully he'll get a little faster. Thank God. Yeah, so Bran was in this very briefly. He comes through the wall. He's also fucking everyone over because the Night King has a little tracker on him, so he's gonna follow them through. That's another one of my predictions. 
So Bran's going to John with Sansa. Soon all the Starks will be reunited because I'm guessing Arya, she was in the Riverlands. I'm guessing mm-hmm. she's making her way to the North. I'm thinking well, so too. she said she was going to go kill the Queen, but I'm guessing they're going to make her go North somehow. Yeah. Um, and also the Hound made a good appearance in his oh married God. band of do-gooders. The um the band of brothers. Yeah. Or you know like, whatever the fuck it's called. He's um, up north too, right? I cannot remember. I think they're in the Riverlands as well. Um, like the middle of the country. But he had like a fire vision, so I I think that's actually pretty cool that they're like this is not in the books, by the way. Mm. I mean, this is past the books. But the fact that they're giving someone who's so deeply afraid of fire the ability to see, like, visions in the fire is pretty cool. Also, we didn't see any Melisandre this episode. No, we didn't. I am looking forward. I mean, she's been outcast, but I'm guessing that she's going to meet up with the Hound and the Band of Brothers and the other fire worshippers. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. I love her. She's the most powerful person on this fucking show. Her magic is insane. In the books, she's even more fucking powerful. Like, completely disguising people, like, full glamours, insane amount of power and magic. They kind of dampen that in the show. I don't know why. I fucking love that bitch. (laughs) Yes, bitch. Sam, cleaning shit. Oh my god, that was so funny and also sad. (laughs) Yeah, he's working in a library cleaning shit, finds out that there's dragon glass at Dragonstone. Wow, what a shocker. Sends a raven to John. He's looking for where there's big caches of dragon glass, because that's what kills White Walkers. Right. And Professor Slughorn is there. And he's like, I know you think it's the end of the world, but everyone says that all the time. But he's like... Well, guess what? I saw the Night King. Yeah. And that's basically what happened that episode. The only people we're really missing is Melisandre and Dorn. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, Oh! The Greyjoys. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, well... We, Euron shows up. We Yeah, we saw Euron's fucking face. Uh, Coming in like Jack Sparrow. And, and, he, and he's gonna go retrieve something to gain Cersei's favor. I know what it is. Thoughts about what that is, Emily? It's in the book. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's a horn that supposedly wakes giants and shit from the north. And creatures from the north. Oh, great. Yeah, I know. Because they've already been fucking awoken. Right. Okay, they're awake. They well, if, fucking awake. They might, hit snooze, okay? <laughs> it might help fight the White Walkers, is what I'm guessing in the long term. But it's a special horn. In the books, he's actually going to Daenerys because she's the most beautiful woman in the world. And he has to have the most beautiful woman in the world. He wants to be a king with a queen who's the most beautiful woman in the world, even if she is only 16. Yarn's a fuckboy. Like, I'm not gonna... I mean... He's one of the most dangerous people in this book. And they have him showing up, like, in leather pants with eyeliner looking like fucking Jack Sparrow. Like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-
To the show's credit, Asha is not gay in the books. She's just, like, a tomboy. Yeah. There's, like, actually this whole chapter where she recounts the first time she ever had sex, and it was with some foreign guy from uh, Essos, and he didn't speak a word of the common tongue except fuck, and she was like, perfect. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Okay, but what if Asha Daenerys, I'd be shooken. I mean, Daenerys can have kids, so. I just want more interaction. That was so good, because in, you know, in the books, that's just not there. So, like, I am excited. I'm ready to see interactions between characters that I've never met. Like, Brienne and the Hound. That was amazing. Yeah. Um, Brienne and Arya. That was amazing. What are you looking forward to? What do you want to see happen in season seven? I want to see Arya kill people. I want to have Bran talk to fucking Jon Snow. I want to have Sam actually do something. And I want Daenerys to fuck shit up with her dragons. And I want Cersei to die. And I want Jaime and Tyrion to ride off into the sunset. <laughs> That's um, my wish list. I want Brienne and or Sansa to kill Peter. Yes. He he really needs to die. He does. But what I'm guessing is going to happen is that Sansa will agree to marry him, become Lady of the Vale, because the fucking Northerners won't give her her birthright. She'll become Lady of the Vale, kill Peter, kill her little cousin, just kill him, and uh, live happily ever after with Brienne. That, that would be amazing. That would, like, warm my heart. But uh, that's what I hope is going to happen. I hope to see him finally fucking die. I hope to see Arya finally meet up with the rest of her family. Yeah, that would be great. And I hope to see Daenerys and Jon Snow meet. Yes. That would be really cool. That would be fucking epic. Jon's probably going to go to Dragonstone to get that dragon glass anyway, so. Probably. But how long is it going to take him to get there? I know. <sighs> how would you rate the first episode of this season on a scale from 1 to 10? 10 being... I'm shitting my pants from how awesome it is. One being, I won't watch this anymore. Um, solid seven for me. Good intro, want more. Yeah, I would say this is like an 8.5 for me, this episode alone. More Brienne, more Tormund, more Sansa, and it would have been a nine. (laughs) I'm so biased. I love Brienne so much. Yeah, Brienne is a good character. Well... We're already going over time. I said I could talk about this for fucking three hours. So. We probably could. We really could. Thank you for listening to us kind of rant about Game of Thrones. Um, you can find us on Facebook.com slash Podcast. You can find us on Tumblr, soulmatespodcast.tumblr.com. And you can send us an email at soulmatespodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and Podbean and Stitcher and anywhere else podcasts are... Have a great night. Winter is finally here. (laughs) Goodbye.